Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy.
and yet they will spend more time together in one week getting their house ready for the, 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 the office Christmas party or the tour of homes. They'll spend more time together in that one week than they have on one another an entire year. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> we max out credit cards. Nobody does that, but no, Merry Christmas. And the family get-togethers, like the extended ones, when there might be some tension going on, you know, and oh, Merry Christmas. And the travel, oh, Merry Christmas. about that? And so many of us, we, we take this season and we attempt to create, like Clark is doing, this good old-fashioned family Christmas, but, but this clip I'm about to show you, to me, it epitomizes an all-too-familiar outcome because things can maybe look good on the outside, but on the inside, hmm, let's watch this clip together. So things can look really good on the outside, but maybe not so good on the inside. We, and I, we can do this actually with, with the story of Jesus' birth as well. That's why I encourage you to read the scriptures. And, and you know, we can, we can kind of make it a pageant. We can make it a play. We can use props and costumes and everything. You know, you see, when you think about the nativity scenes, right? What do you, what do you imagine? You know, this perfect setting. Everyone's in their place. No one's speaking out of place or snorting or grunting or, you know, whatever, because there's animals there, out of place. Everything's perfect. All's perfect. Mary just looks like she just stepped out of a salon. I don't know. You know, even though she just had a baby in a cave that's turned into a stable. You know, like, we, but we have this perfection idea, this image in our mind. And it's really quite ironic when you think about it. Because the fact that the most perfect Christmas there ever was, which was the first Christmas, the most perfect Christmas there ever was had all the trappings, all, all the pieces in place to make it the most imperfect, the most messy situation there ever was. I mean, you think about that for a minute. The most perfect Christmas was actually so, so messy. And folks, I take, I take hope from that. I draw uh, good news out of that because what I find is in my attempts, I can do, I make all the attempts I want for things to be perfect, but what I find is that Jesus shows up in the messiest of situations, in the messiest of circumstances. He shows up when, when your marriage is, is on the brink of where are we going, what are we doing. He shows up when, when you know it's going to be tough sitting at that table with some of those folks this Christmas. He knows he shows up when you're not sure how you're going to pay for the gifts at Christmas. He shows up. His promise is to show up in the lives of people who seek him and desire him. He shows up. And he shows up through Jesus. Perfection. No one else is perfect. God brings perfection through Jesus. And he shows up in this way. And when you think about that first, that first Christmas, and you've got Joseph who's got to be completely losing his mind of the pressure that he is under with this woman who's carrying the Son of God. I mean, and that's just a, I mean, a whole other deal. How, how he's comprehended this and how he's being obedient to this and he's carrying this out. And then you do have Mary. I mean, can you imagine being the parents? And for those of you that have had a child, you had a birth plan, I'm guessing. It might not have played out the way the plan was, but you at least had a plan. You knew where you were going to go. 
You were hoping that certain doctor was going to be there, and those folks were going to be there, and you were waiting, and you, you had a plan. Mary and Joseph didn't have a plan. And, and their, their best plan ended up not working out. There was no place for them. So where did they go? A makeshift stable that was made out of a cave to have their baby. And then there's the animals. You ever been in a barn? It does smell like hay, but there's a few other aromas as well. <laughs> you ever walked into a barn and the animals didn't expect you or others to be there? And they start stomping around. There was, there was nothing perfect about the first Christmas except that God showed up. That's what made it perfect. And so the baby Jesus, who's there and hungry and making adjustments to this new world outside of his mother's womb, is there and, and it's perfection because God showed up. So we find that the, the very first Christmas was perfectly messy, but that didn't make it any less perfect for you and for me. And here's something I want you to hear today. I hope you'll hear today is this. It's that God continually shows up in the messiest of times and in the messiest of places. You can draw hope from that today. You can draw hope from that, that he's going to show up in the most difficult if you invite him. He, can, he, he will show up in the most stressful. He will show up in the most dysfunctional. He will show up in the most unscripted of your life today. It's what he desires to do through Jesus Christ. He shows up. Emmanuel, God with us. Listen to Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Again, I encourage you to go and read the entire chapter later today. Go on to Luke and read the story. But here's this verse in Luke 1, verse 23, and it says this. This is taken from a prophecy from, from Isaiah. It says this, Look, the virgin will conceive a child... She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That's good news, folks. God is with us. He is, he is with us today. God is with you today. See, I say those kind of statements, and sometimes you might think to yourself, yeah, God's with us. No, but, but hear this. God is with you today. God is with you today. Isn't that good news? God is with you today. Just as he was the very first messy Christmas, and every messy Christmas since then, you know, every year in, in uh, our church, we have a, a Christmas nativity program uh, of our young kids. Uh, you graduate out after second grade. You're too old. I guess you start to get a beard or something. I'm not sure. It'd be a good time to be a shepherd, I guess. But, um, but our kids do this nativity reenactment. And it's a really good example, in my opinion, of reality because it is far from to me, it's actually, well, I say it's, it's what, you know, we would have the picture of perfection, but I think what we do is, is a little more reality. Watch this clip, if you will. Audio there is, that's my Mallory, by the way. She says, I sing so beautiful. 
is a, is a vivid reminder that amid uncertainty, unscriptedness, messiness, the seemingly imperfect, that God shows up. And as I've been saying the last few weeks, and when he does, he brings peace, and he brings joy, and he brings hope, and he brings purpose in your life, and he brings wholeness, where before there, there may have been emptiness or a sense of, what am I doing? What is my purpose? God shows up, Emmanuel, through Jesus. And you know, you might be asking, but Shannon, you know, can't I try to have both my perfects? Idea, you know, the Clark W. Griswold, you know, efforts. Can't I have my perfect stuff and, and the perfect traditions and all the perfect things and Jesus' messiness? Can't I have both of those? And my answer to that is you can try, but, but at whose expense? At whose expense? You know, for, for, for some of us in, in our anxious striving, for the perfect tree or the flawless party or whatever it may be, I'm just going to guess that there might be some loved ones who are licking their wounds in your way. And maybe you've snapped at, you've thrown some decorations at, you've, you've tried to, you know, wring their neck with a wreath or two, you know. And, and the anxiety of those things of being just right, that, that, that feeling of I've got to make it perfect. And it can be really overwhelming. And the problem with, with that kind of striving, with that kind of anxiety, is, is that if the one who is, has it doesn't recognize it, doesn't, doesn't dial that in a little bit, um, you can become contagious and start to see anxiety where in other people where none existed before. At whose expense are, are you going to try and create perfection this Christmas? Uh, I, I think I've shared this with some of you before. Just, this I'll be a little more transparent. I'm usually fairly transparent, but you know, I, I've dealt with uh, low-grade depression and anxiety most of my life, mostly anxiety. But I, I didn't have a diagnosis. I was in my 30s. Um, so when I look back, I saw how I tried to cope with <laughs> with that depression and anxiety in my in my younger years, not in the most healthy of ways. And now I, I, uh, I take some medication for it. I'm aware of a lot of things that trigger me that can kind of, you know, and, and have some healthy ways of, of dealing with that and, and manage that. But I'll tell you, and I think some of you know this, there's nothing like the pressure of creating perfection at the holidays to really amp up some anxiety. You know? Some of you are like, I don't know, I just, I just opened a present or two, you know. But some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, there's something I've done the last two years. I don't even know if, if my husband realizes it. I think after I say it, he'll be like, oh, yeah. But I started doing something a few years ago. Hold on. Some of you are going to be like, I can't do this, Shannon. But you know what I've done is I've surrendered the Christmas tree. Surrendered the tree. Now we still have a tree. I've surrendered my control of the Christmas tree. See some of you, some of you get anxiety and you say, I'm surrendering control. The last two years, my husband and daughter, they went and picked out the tree. 
They went and got it and brought it back. I made one suggestion this year. I said, maybe not so big, because we kept hitting it last year as we walked by. Bring it home. This year, as we got out all the, as Drew got all the stuff out of the attic, we said, you know what I did? I pulled the things out of the boxes and set them out. And Mallory and Drew decorated the tree. We have these silver and red beads that we always put on there along with lights and other things. And Mallory did that this year. And let me just tell you, it is the most imbalanced, <laughs> off-centered, beautiful tree. It's And I don't even twitch when I walk by it or anything. <laughs> So we just have one tree in our house. Well, Mallory has a little one in her bedroom that's actually up here around, so that's cool. But, but um, <laughs> some of you, I know, you've got like two or three trees. You know, you've got the one, like from the magazine for Pinterest, right? And you've got the one that all the kids can put all their stuff that they made at school on. light of this, but I want you to think about this. See, for a lot of us, we, we're, we're putting all this into creating something perfect. And so I offer you today, maybe there are some things that you should surrender this Christmas. That you have been striving for perfection, seeking it, trying to get it, maybe even trying to, to fill a void, to fill a place of emptiness, a, 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 a place of not, of not feeling that wholeness, but there's something about Christmas that is so wonderful and joyous. And wow, can we just recreate this? Can I put, can, can I put my hands on it and make it perfect? And I would just offer you today, is maybe surrender it and allow perfection to come into you. Emmanuel, God with us. There's something that, that I don't know if I even picked up on three years, four years ago when Mallory was in that nativity program. The fact that in this seemingly perfect nativity scene, they're off to the side and you saw all the other kids, some of you saw your kids squirming about, fidgeting about, taking off their headgear and all this. Off to the side is a cow Twirl her tail, singing, Jesus loves me. So messy, and yet so beautiful. So imperfect, and yet so perfect. What if we surrender some of our striving for that this year? What if we did? I'm just willing to guess that God, Emmanuel, through Jesus Christ, will show up in a way in your life, in your home, in your family. Maybe like he's never before. God with us. So whether, you know, you're expecting the, the perfectness of Christmas or... Or you're willing to say, you know, it's not going to go the way we planned. You know, wherever you find yourself today, I just want to repeat Matthew 1, 23, and it's this. God has sent his son, Jesus, to us. 
she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. See, the thing about perfection is that for a lot of us, we, we try and try and try. We strive and strive and strive. Folks, go and read your Old Testament. It is filled with stories of people who tried and tried and tried for perfection. Let's write some more laws. Let's make some more uh, religious holidays. Let's create some more opportunities so we can try to get closer to God. And it didn't work. It always fell short. Until God came on earth in the form of a baby, Emmanuel, to bring salvation to the world. Christmas doesn't always go exactly as hoped and and yet, because of Emmanuel, God with us, it ends up being a perfect Christmas anyway. Watch this final verse. Oh, man. I mean, if, if uh, Santa's sleigh taking off because of, uh, of sewage doesn't uh, paint a picture of the most imperfect, messy Christmas, I don't know what it does. So... The first Christmas was messy, and every Christmas after that, when you get to think about it, because we don't bring perfection, Jesus does. And in the midst of all the messiness of life, we have this promise, folks. God shows up, Emmanuel, and he is with us. And as this really, really cute cow saying, Jesus loves you. He shows up. Would you pray with us? God, I thank you for how you show up in our lives, for the way in which you um, reveal yourself to us. And, and Lord, I know that it's, it might be my confessed cynicism today that is shown in this message, but I, I believe that for a lot of us, we seek out perfection in ways where we just don't. We just don't need it. We, we, it's just not helpful to us. It's not... It's not what brings wholeness and life. And so, God, I pray today that we would, we would surrender some things. Or that you've even already started to stir some things on our heart today that just we realize we need to just let go and allow you to be present with us. Father, I thank you for the wholeness that you bring through your Son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, for the redemption of our lives. That we can be people that live into the promise that you are with us. And we pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.